Well, Memorial Day weekend is usually the kickoff to summer. Uh, yes, school's still in, and yes, summer in the Northwest doesn't officially start till after July 4th. And if you just laughed, you're a veteran. You know what that means. Um, boy, with this kind of weather, though, wow, I don't know if you enjoy But the motorcycles come out. The old cars start rolling down the roads. Barbecues get fired up. Uh, lawn furniture comes out. Tans or sunburns actually appear on people who live here and not haven't just gone away for a vacation. It's kind of an amazing thing. <laughs> so it's kind of a cool deal. And uh, this summer is going to be unique for us here at Norfew. If this is your first morning, um, this is my last Sunday. Now, not permanently. I will come back in the fall. But I am going on a sabbatical, and that starts after this morning right here. So kind of a weird, uh, surreal, deja vu kind of place. Um, And one of the questions on the table that uh, is being asked, whether you know you're asking it or not, is what's the summer going to look like with you gone? Right, and I think that's a, a fairly uh, honest question, and uh, we'll do some mapping of that. But just so you can anticipate, I wanted to just run us through the summer schedule again. So here's the summer schedule and the summer speaking schedule, so you know what to look forward on uh, coming up. So uh, the art of neighboring is going to be the month of June, and Shannon is going to be covering that, and so uh, that's a a series designed for us to get think through our neighbors and our neighborhoods and how we could uh, connect in a better way. And then on July 2nd, uh, John Hayes, our worship leader, is going to be sharing his uh, testimony and story. And uh, Mallory said, not me. But Mallory's got quite a story herself, so you'll have to ask her in private how that works as she shrinks into this chair there. Thank you, Mitch. You're no longer my friend. All right, that's good. And then in July, right after John, uh, Jan Hedinga, who was my mentor and the pastor of North Shore Baptist for 31 years, is going to be here for four weeks talking about the safe king. And uh, I just think it's going to be a tremendous series. Um, I uh, wish I could listen to it. Um, he, you'll enjoy him richly. So I hope you look forward to that. Then after Jan will be Ra, our own Rob Henry, and he's going to give his top five and then why he does what he does. And he's got quite a story of his journey with business and ministry and how God called him and hooked him towards the ministry side when he was heading towards the business side. And uh, I think you'll enjoy that. August 20th, uh, Dave Weed will be speaking. And uh, we just met for lunch and talked about what would be a good connect uh, topic between um, Rob and then uh, August 27th. So that's church in the park. In August, we take a Sunday. We don't meet here. We go out to Willis-Tucker Park. or just up the road in the neighborhood here, and we meet. And this year, we're going to have Steve Zakawani uh, speaking. Steve's got a tremendous testimony. If you don't know that name, former player for the Sounders. We have a large uh, soccer contingent in our church, and there's a large soccer contingent in the Mill Creek area. So our hope is that this will be a really great outreach event. And what we need is your help. Um, what we'd like is that on your uh, networks, whether it's uh, Facebook or whether it's Twitter or Instagram, or I know all of you use all those, yes, and, uh, okay, email, whatever. Um, maybe you'd walk over and tell somebody. That's the old-fashioned way. It still works. But uh, to talk about that event and having Steve come, and we'd like to really uh, make that a highlight for the summer. And then on Labor Day weekend, uh, Dave will be speaking again and making the connect from Steve back to the fall. And then on the 10th, I'll be back. 
All right, so that's what the summer looks like. That's the speaking schedule. And uh, we want to make sure that you know that. I want to take us just for a second into fall. I know that's like jumping way ahead and you're going, wait, we didn't even get out of school yet and you're putting us back into school? No, uh, you know, but I want us to look ahead a little bit. We're going to have a fall missions emphasis. And what, the reason is not because we have to, but because we get to. I'm hoping that I'll have some fresh stories uh, as Pam and I uh, go to Africa and Europe and visit our missionaries over there. We'll bring words of greetings back to you. But uh, one of the things that's really encouraging is often you can look at our country and go, man, there's nothing happening. Uh, but when you get a bigger picture of what God's doing around the world, you start realizing there's all kinds of things happening. And so a couple uh, events. One, October 13th and 14th is Seattle Missions Fest. This year it will be held at Westgate Chapel, which is just over down in Edmonds as you're heading down towards the ferry there. It's over on the right-hand side. Uh, many of you have seen it. But uh, that will, we'll be uh, giving you some highlights and information on that. But we have uh, some uh, really cool people coming in October. On October 8th, uh, Emmanuel and Grace are going to come back. And uh, they just left yesterday to go to Nigeria, which is his home nation. And um, any of you know the story familiar back? That's a fairly uh, dangerous endeavor, so we need to pray for his safety uh, and, and that. But uh, they will be back speaking here on October 8th. And then on the 15th, a guy by the name of John Wagenveld, and you don't know him. Uh, some of you would recognize the name Steve Chittenden. Uh, Steve has been a great friend of our church and a great supporter of us. And they work in a, in a ministry called Multiplication Network Ministries. And there are some incredible things. John is kind of a modern-day George Verwer, if you know who George Verwer is. Um, and uh, they are doing things across the globe, and there's amazing things happening in different uh, nations. And so, John, uh, it, this is, is kind of like having Billy Graham come and speak at your church, right? It's kind of on that level. And the reason that um, that connection works is that Steve Chittenden one time had me go out and have coffee with him and John. It turns out John's from Michigan, right? And so we made the Michigan-Wisconsin connect and started talking about the Midwest and John really liked the time together. And so uh, for coming out for Missions Fest, he said, hey, would there ever be a chance I could speak at Steve's church? And we said, yeah, we might be able to make that happen, right? <laughs> so this is kind of a world-class thing. You don't really know it or uh, recognize it, but just it is. So um, go from there. And then October 22nd, Tim Utman is a name some of you might recognize. A former kid in my youth group, he and his wife have traveled around the world, uh, specifically in Italy and England, uh, working with the refugee situations, and they have all kinds of knowledge in what God is doing in the inner circles of that. So uh, you'll recognize Tim right away. He's 6'8", okay, short little guy, and he's got a voice that's down in the Johnny Cash range somewhere down there, and so he'll be a lot of fun. And then on the 29th of October, we are hoping, we've been trying to get a hold of him for two months, uh, Andy Smith and I, but uh, Speedy Solis, Pastor Speedy from Ojos Negros and our mission out there. And uh, there's some exciting things happening there and what's going on in Ensenada. And so we're hoping that he'll come and uh, be able to do that. One other uh, quick mention when it comes to uh, fall is just community groups. Uh, we, we've done uh, really well, very encouraged about what's going on. Right now we have 18 plus groups. 
And in those 18 plus groups, we have 172 of us that are engaged in uh, community groups. Isn't that cool? There are already three groups that have come to me and said, we'd like to form one in the fall. And so we said we could do that. And so we've been helping work with them. And so the question would be just, hey, who's in your posse tribe? Who have you wanted to hang out with? Who, you know, who have you wanted to be in relationship with, but you just haven't been able to? We'd like you to think that through during the summer and who could you be around and maybe pulling a group together and we'll work with you on that. So we want to do that. Our whole goal is that we don't do life alone. And so we want to uh, just give you those shots for the fall. I need to do that just so I can get that off me, all right? So I can go on sabbatical and say I, I aim that towards the fall. Okay, good. All right, here we go. With that in mind, I want to take us to uh, the book of Philippians in our present situation. This is, you can take and turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And I think it says a good word for us right now for where we're at. Paul is writing to a church that he loves. And by the way, if you think of the Philippian church, If you go to the book of Revelation, it's the one church Jesus had nothing bad to say about. He had only good things to say. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to uh, Revelation chapter 3 and look up the Philippian church. It's one of the hallmark churches. And Paul's saying, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, notice that they weren't just people to him. They were his posse. They were his friends, his tribe. And he said, As you've always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, But much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Uh, The main point, if you read those verses, that we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling is usually quickly noticed, right? That's the, we we quote that all the time. But the point that um, Paul is going to be gone or absent usually isn't. We don't make that connect. But Paul is writing him saying, God is going to work through you, in you, in carrying out this salvation thing, even while I'm gone. And I think that's a great point for us this morning. What will God do this summer? I'm hoping he's going to do great things, and I want to talk about it for just a second. Paul wants them to do well, if not better than when he had been with them, leading them. He believed he had taught them well. He believed he had trained them well. And he believed they were ready and they could stand up to the test well. And he directs their attention back to who's really in charge. And I think this is a great thing for us at this moment too because he points to the fact that it's God's who's in charge. God is in charge of those who stay and God is in charge of the one who goes. And so it will be for us this summer. There is a faith step for those who will stay. That's you. And there's a faith step uh, for the one who goes. That would be me. And I have to believe and act in faith that God will be at work here as I step back and away for a season. And so I found this to be quite a a neat connect. Uh, I have to cooperate with this season of grace called a sabbatical and allow God to refresh me. And may I just say, thank you, can I just say that as a friend, as your thanks? Uh, it is um, from the bottom of my heart, your love and grace and support of me as your pastor, just an incredible privilege and honor and a responsibility to be given such an opportunity. And uh, just a brief explanation, June is going to be Stephen Jesus time. 
starting Tuesday, I'm going to go over to Eastern Washington Cabin. And it's just going to be, hey, Jesus, this is Steve. I miss you. Can we spend some time together? Right? And the punchline on that is without interruptions. Right? And uh, so very excited to be able to do that. We, you know of our plans to go to Africa and Europe uh, in July. And then August will be family time. And the hope is that we'll come away really deeply refreshed. And that really the hope is God will speak to me. Right? That I will hear his voice and that he'll talk to me. So that's uh, so a couple tips on that. Um, would you help? Please don't call or email me. Right? I love you. Please just don't. Okay. Email Shannon. Shannon's a great guy. You'll like him a lot. Okay. Um, you're welcome, bro. <laughs> um, if uh, a crisis uh, hits or that kind of stuff, call the church office, get a hold of Margaret. We'll channel it through the right channels. Uh, but I really need uh, uh, to have a break. And secondly, would you pray? Uh, would you pray that God would lead and speak with me as, as I'm gone? So that's my side of it. How about the side for those who stay? That would be you, right? You're going to be here. What does that step of faith look like? I want to give you a couple things. I call these my five tips for summer. Uh, If you've known me long enough, you've seen these or heard these before, but they never get old. First one is uh, don't take a break from obedience. Often when we get to summer, we feel like it's a break from the usual routine, and that even can include being obedient to the Lord. Um, I'm not taking a break from my marriage when I take a break on a sabbatical, right? I love Pam. We get along pretty well. And uh, I'm not taking a break from that commitment. Neither should we. And yes, I know you're hiding back there, okay? And um, uh, you don't take a break from obedience. Jan, who's coming to speak in July, taught me this early on in the Christian life. He said, Steve, uh, you don't take a break from obedience. Stay tight. In all seasons. So that part, how do you do that? Well, number one, stay in the Word. A lot of us are reading through the Bible, and we're doing really well this year. And then, you know, that summer schedule kind of goes, right? And it, you don't have the usual parameters to it, and it can get wobbly. And I just want to encourage you, stay in the Word. Stay, uh, if your goal is to read through the Bible, or your goal is to read through the New Testament, stay with the Word. Let that keep, uh, keep you in the traces, so to speak. And then the second thing is keep praying. Uh, husband and wives, I've made a great emphasis about praying together. Summer is a great time to pray together. Uh, how many times have you been sitting around a barbecue or sitting out in the front and the sun's still up and you're like, wow, this is cool. It's a great time to pray together. If you haven't had time during the rest of the year, this is a great time to keep praying. Uh, the fourth one is don't skip church. Right? If you're gone on vacation somewhere, go find another body of believers and hang out with them. Hi, we're not from here, but we wanted to come and worship with you and, and just join in the fellowship. Uh, I, it's so easy to skip and miss the whole summer. And then you come in the fall, you're all out of whack. You haven't been in the Word. You haven't been praying. You don't feel like you belong anymore. And then you sit at home and hope somebody calls you and misses you. We just get all messed up in our mindset. Stay in fellowship during the summer. If you're on vacation, go somewhere and then the fifth one is don't forget to tithe. Your heart follows your treasure, right? And if we start shipping our treasure off to all kinds of different places other than the Lord, then what happens is we can stray pretty bad as well. Keep, keep your tithe where God has asked you to keep your tithe and keep giving your tithe to the Lord. Those are just really practical shoe leather kind of things that will make a great difference 
uh, during the summer. And I want to ask a, a special request. And the special request is this. Would you accord the same honor and support to Shannon and the team as you give to me? When I first typed this out, instead of honor, it said humor. You can do that too. All right. But uh, would you help them? Uh, you know, we have block parties that are going to kick off at the, as a result of this series. Uh, in June, we've got the Run to Win Sports Camp. We've got Vacation Bible School. We've got the Youth Summer Camp besides Sunday mornings. And they aren't just going to just happen. And, uh, and when I step out, they need, your, they need your support. They need your, we got your back. They need, hey, we're with you. What do you need? Can we cover? And that kind of stuff. And would you, would you do that? Um, I would be so blessed. You know, as Paul said, just as you've done in my presence, so now do much more in my absence. Now, here's the thing. If we've done this right, if this is done in the Lord and this is done as a faith step, uh, and we, we're doing this thing right, we can actually expect the Lord to work in very significant ways uh, this summer. The hope is that he'll work and refresh me. That's, uh, again, uh, just an incredible privilege. Thank you. But also that he will be at work here, that there will be some significant things that happen, that there will be conversions, that there will be people who come to Christ, that there will be the surrenders and people who've been holding out coming to new uh, obedience places uh, that they haven't been before, that God could attract new people during the summer. Uh, summer people uh, look sometimes. And, and so uh, this could be a season where that comes together. And so I want to give us a, a couple encouragements as we're uh, talking about. Here's the, here's the encouragement. In 1 Corinthians, oops, oops, I lost my slides there, Cam. Can you get me back? Sorry. Okay, is the scripture there? There is no scripture there. All right, I'll read it to you. In 1 Corinthians 15, it says this in verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor, that, that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Listen to those words again. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And I think that's just a great word for us to say, hey, as summer comes, be steadfast, church. Be steadfast. What has he asked you to do? And then just do it, right? Do what he's asked you to do. What part of the body are you supposed to be operating in? Whether it's in the box or out of the box, what kind of, you know, we've got this goal project and stuff. En engage, engage with it and uh, have some fun with it and uh, see what the Lord might do with that. The other encouragement was in Galatians 6. I keep clicking, sorry, there's no scripture up there. It says, let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And so then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And summer is a unique opportunity because you actually have, it's not true we have more time, but it feels like we have more time. And it feels like there's more bandwidth. And it feels like there's more day, right? And so often there's uh, places where we can get next to neighbors. I mean, our neighborhood, I know about yours, has burst with life. Um, everybody's out of their cubbyhole. 
right? And kids are running up and down our streets. And uh, I mean, we had the older teens running with a water balloon fight one way and the little kids were in a pool splashing in another one. And I mean, there were like 15, 20 kids out on the street and then we're over talking to our neighbors and everybody's out. And so you actually have neighbors and you actually can talk to them, right? It's really kind of a cool thing. And so take advantage of that. Take advantage this summer of the opportunities that come your way and just ask the Lord, you know, who do you want me to talk to? Where, what uh, situations, what relationships could we invest in this summer that would make a great difference for you, Lord Jesus? What, what, uh, where could we connect in maybe places where we've never connected before that we could uh, gain uh, relationally with our neighbors that we haven't been able to do because it's been winter and gray for 65 years and we've never gotten out of our door or our garage, right? Uh, in summer, you actually get out. Yeah, we have two couches in our garage and uh, the neighborhood kids were all parked in them. And uh, it's, uh, it's one of the most wonderful things. They're sitting there talking and hanging out. And, and like, I know all their kids' names. And, and when I walked in the neighborhood now, they go, hi, Mr. Steve. That's my title. I'm Mr. Steve in the neighborhood. And uh, just how could you do that? Your neighborhood isn't my neighborhood, right? It could be quite different. What does that look like this summer? And then uh, the idea of don't grow weary of doing good. You may say, yeah, Mitch, I've heard these before. You know, I just nothing ever happens when I do that stuff. And I'm just tired. I just don't want to try anymore. I understand that. But I also know Scripture says, hey, be steadfast. Just stay in there. There's seasons of fruitfulness and there's seasons when God begins to do something that isn't even what we're doing. It's stuff that he breaks open. And the hope is that this summer is going to be one of those summers that he breaks that out. And so uh, in the... uh, If I could say this to us as a church to say... Therefore, beloved brothers or sisters or church family, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor's not in vain. That this summer will not be in vain, that it will actually be a summer that uh, was special, that accounted for the kingdom in ways that even we couldn't have anticipated. All right? Let's pray together. Father, thanks so much for... Uh, the chance to walk through these face steps the last three weeks and where we are as a church. It is an incredible opportunity for us to link with you, to find out what you would like to do. And Lord, we want to do that. I want to do that. And they want to do that even if I'm not here. Lord, I pray that there will be a tangible sense of your presence that there will be things that people can point to and say, look at what the Lord is doing. Lord, we pray you would make us attractive. We pray that people would find their way here. We pray that you would tell people when they walk in the door, this is home. You belong here. And Lord, we pray you would increase our tribe and our family by your leadership, even when I'm away. And we ask for that in your name. Amen.